0: a Leah Remini Scientology and the Aftermath is coming back for season two. And let me tell you, I've met Leah and she is a firecracker and she is honest and she is brave and she does not give a rat's, you know what? She just tells the truth. You have and and have She's she honestly. I'm a huge fan, and I will be watching, and I will fight for this woman. <laughs> so, a and Emmy-nominated groundbreaking docu series, "Lea Remini: Scientology and the Aftermath," returns for season two on August fifteenth with ten. All new episodes, we all you know, we all wanna know. We all wanna know what goes on behind those Scientology walls. Leah Remini Scientology and the Aftermath follows Leah Remini along with high level former Scientology executives and church members as they delve deep into shocking stories of abuse, heartbreak, and harassment experienced by those who have left the church and spoken publicly about their experiences. This is bullying and a whole nother the is. fact that this
1: is a thing it's a blows cult. my mind. It's yeah. a cult. They it's just so built crazy. a brand new building in Burbank.
0: And Tom Cruise is God. Oh, it's great. All right. This season, Leah Remini continues her quest to give a voice to victims of the Church of Scientology. The series also explores accounts of former members whose lives have been significantly impacted by the practices of this church. I hate that they call it a church, it's no. a cult. Let's just call it a, what it is. Yeah. Remini is helping people take action, turning survivors into fighters, revealing truths, and seeking justice. Watch the first season of Leah Remini: Scientology in the Aftermath online, on demand, and in the a and app.
1: Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in-thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion.
0: No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh,
1: and some of that too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville.
0: So, well, we have a life coach on our show today.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm a, well, I'm, in a, I'm in a place in my life where I need wisdom.
0: I think we both are. Yeah. We could use some life coaching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that's something that I want to like do.
0: Life uh, coach, co- you want to do it or you want maybe. You to? Maybe no, I'd I don't, be good I at it. I don't think that you. Why? Would. Are you sure? You're getting a divorce. So. Okay, maybe.
1: It's not a bad experience. It's a life thing. People that's go far. That. It's
0: not. Wait yeah. till that dog situation happens. I'm
1: telling you, it's not going to happen. He's mine. anytime you say
0: he's mine it's the word mine is not good okay um but i'm excited to have christine Hassler here this is her third book and when i got it like i said expectation Mm -hmm. hangover i'm like oh shit some (laughs) strangers thinks i have a drinking problem
1: i could see they watch you through the window in your house like she needs this more than i do (laughs) she
0: might really need this (laughs) um but i was like what the fuck and then i was like oh wait
1: yeah she's coming on the show
0: yeah then i realized but it took me a hot second yeah but, um, all right, let's bring her in.
1: Cool. Randy Glanville Unfiltered will be back in a minute.
0: Here's the club. Who's joining the club? I'm already in the club. Lifetime movie club. Come on. Do you have a
1: clubhouse? Like I, a treehouse?
0: I don't, but I did when I was little.
1: You go up there, you watch your Lifetime movies in well, your treehouse? I, I
0: could if I could get my satellite like in the tree. <laughs> I don't know how that would work out. You could do it. All right. I'm, you know what? I'm going to make a clubhouse in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> the fort? Uh, yes, yeah! it's, the fort! Hello it's fort. A, it's a Lifetime movie fort slash club. <laughs> so if you want to be part of the club, the coolest club in school, I'm talking about the Lifetime Movies Club. You can stream Lifetime movies commercial-free, and a new movie is added every single solitary day. Watch anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Some of my faves to watch right now is the remake of Beaches, starring Edina Menzel and Nia Long. It follows two friends through different backgrounds whose friendships span more than thirty-five years, through childhood love and even tragedy. Or <laughs> this one creeps gonna me out. Get
1: you to watch it.
0: No, girl <laughs> in the box. Girl in the box. Girl in the box. Girl in the box. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's scary. The story takes place in 1977. That even that year is scary. <laughs> it's
1: it's and, creepy. It's a creepy no, year. It's a creepy year. That's it, when Star Wars came out.
0: It's creepy.
1: Oh.
0: A girl is kidnapped and kept in a coffin-sized box. Will she ever <laughs> escape? I can't watch it. I mean, it's my favorite to try not to watch because I, I'm scared. But I'm gonna, I do to I want to watch it. You're gonna do it. I don't think I don't. I, we'll have to talk to the people in the club. This is the ultimate destination for lifetime movie lovers, and right now, listeners of my podcast, Brandy Glenville Unfiltered, can get an exclusive extended one-month free trial by going to lifetimemovieclub.com/brandy. Get on this right now, start binging the best lifetime movies, and be part of the club. That's LifetimeMovieClub.com slash Brandy. Um, have you heard about the new Podcast One app, Will?
1: Yes, I have. Of course. Okay. Well, I work for the company. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm just hearing about it, but I've been gone. Okay. So it's, it's super exciting. Yeah. So there is no other podcast app like this one, right? No. You can download now in the App Store on, where is it? On Google Play.
1: Yep. And, and uh, iTunes.
0: I, oh, so we're on iTunes? Like That's a big deal.
1: Of course we're on iTunes. I don't know. Apple Podcast is what they're calling it now. Apple
0: Podcasts. Yes. So they changed it from iTunes?
1: Yeah, they're just trying to be fancy. So we
0: have our own – Well, pod- iTunes
1: is for music. Apple Podcasts is for podcasts.
0: Oh, because there's a lot of podcasts?
1: Yeah, there's a ton of podcasts.
0: That's stupid. <laughs> I thought we were the only one.
1: <laughs> On Apple Podcasts? No, yeah. there's like thousands. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know I always like to pretend we're the ones who started it and Look, look here. I support you and your belief. Yeah, that's all right. Um, oh, it's really easy to comment and connect with other show fans, too. Mm-hmm. We have our own little community on there. So it's like we can all just communicate. Yeah.
1: All the Branding everyone Photo fans, just come on over to the new app. Yeah. We can chat with each other. You can share stuff. You can make new friends. You can comment. You can comment.
0: You can make um, me comments. And you can watch videos. You can?
1: The videos that we've been storing, logging away. Oh, okay. They'll soon be available on the app.
0: You can share your favorite content and see behind the scenes photos with Will and I. Oh, that's like Will and Grace, but it's Will and Brandy. Will and Brandy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know Will and Grace is coming back?
1: Yes, I do. Know. Know I'm super
0: excited. Are you? Yeah. Are you?
1: I've, n- I've never watched it, so.
0: <laughs> well, you don't have to because you can watch our 360 videos. That's right. Even though you were here for most of them, you can watch a bunch of our shows in virtual reality. There's over a thousand videos on there right now, and it's like you're in the studio with us. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be here?
1: See me in the booth crying behind the glass. Yeah,
0: after I berate you and (laughs) (laughs) and make you responsible for all things that go wrong and everything wrong I say. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good to have someone that you can blame shit on.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, duh. The new podcast app looks so cool and has so many things you can do, including fun things like rewards for listening. So... If you listen to Will and I talk about pretty much nothing, we <laughs> might reward you with something, but yes. we're not sure what yet.
1: You get something for nothing.
0: Something for nothing. But Who doesn't a want win something win. for nothing? Yeah. Unless it's like an STD and then it's like – Of course. But then you probably had sex to get Correct.
1: that. And if or it's, yeah. sat
0: on like a toilet seat that was – is that true? Can you sit on a toilet seat that's dirty and like get something from that? I not...
1: suppose. If you really like rubbed up against it.
0: Why? Well, don't <laughs> – you twerk the seat. <laughs> yeah. You twerk the toilet seat? No. I don't know. That's weird, huh? Because you're in sterile. I guess people are doing could be doing other things in the bathroom. That's mm-hmm, the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get off that. Let's problem. talk
1: about the Podcast One app.
0: <laughs> All right. The new Podcast <laughs> One app. It looks really cool, like I said. And you'll think you're here with Will and I. Will and Brandy, not Will and Grace. That's right. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Podcast One app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. <laughs> Hey everybody. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with life coach, author, guest speaker, extraordinaire, podco- podcast one host, mm-hmm. Christine Hassler. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Now, it's funny. I have to tell you this. Um, I didn't know that you were going to be on my podcast. Oh. And I go to my P.O. box to pick up my stuff, and there's a book, and it says Expectation Hangover. <laughs> I'm like, okay, some random person sent me this book. And they think I have a drinking problem. That's, a, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, I don't have a fucking drinking problem. I don't think you do. No, well, then when I was going through it, I'm like, oh, okay, wait, this is a self help. And yes. I, I was reading a little, I had the kids with me, and they, I had them reading a page in the car because they need to work on their reading. That's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, but there was, it was uh, something that stuck out to me, and it was mm-hmm. that don't go to a Chinese restaurant for nachos. Mm-hmm. And it's so on point Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I have all these single girlfriends Mm -hmm. that are looking for guys at bars, but then when they meet the guy at the bar... They get together with them, and they're like, oh, man, he just goes to bars too much. I'm like, yeah. what you met him in a bar. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. You're not going to change him no that, matter how much exactly. you love him. We
2: just can't change people, especially men. And, right. and I think so many women, those rose-colored glasses. You really, really want someone. You see potential. Right. And maybe you're changing. You're on a personal growth path. But, like, you can't inflict that one on someone else. So if you, mm-hmm. want, if you want nachos, go to a Mexican restaurant. Right.
0: Exactly. Go to Taco Bell for your nachos. And Exactly. And then <laughs> if you really, really want a good guy, you have to look for – a. I would say for me, I would go to a place where I like to do something. Let's say it's like tennis exactly. or golf and hope to meet someone there because then you know you at least have one thing in common. Absolutely. I mean I'm single and looking and I – I've tried the online dating. It's and hard, it's girl. it's really, really
2: hard. And it's very time-consuming, It is a job. And I have so many other things in my life I like doing. And just texting somebody on Bumble for hours, to me, is the most unsatisfying thing on, in the world. And right. Then, and then I'll ask, hey, let's let's set up a phone chat. And then they just text me right through my number. I'm like, okay, we're still texting. But I, I believe there are great men out there. I totally believe that. But I, my, I guess, strategy, if I were to have one, is just I'm going to live my life. And love my life and put myself in places where I'm enjoying it. And that's my best luck of yeah, finding someone. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Especially finding someone that you're compatible with that likes the same things that you like. Exactly. And I, I have all these girlfriends that think that they're going to find somebody and be able to change them. I'm like, oh, listen, I would, I've would. i been married. I've been divorced. Mm-hmm. I've been in and out of relationships. I, I'm in one now. But I spent seven years being single. Yeah. And it was eye-opening. I'll tell you that. And I, I kind of came to a point where, listen – I have my kids I had the love of my life I think I'm good yep. I don't have the knots in my stomach about someone not texting me or not yep. getting to me I'm good and then I went on tinder and there you go. There
2: you go. Oh, And I, I love that you're saying that because I'm coming up on six years after my divorce. And this – really my 30s were the first time in my life I was ever, ever single. And as much as I had that itch to jump in another relationship – and this is what motivated a lot of writing Expectation Hangover. I was like, wow, like I have really looked for a lot of my security and identity and worth in relationships. Right, through another person. Through another person. And there's so much for me to discover – In being single. And and I actually think, Brandy, and I've thought a lot about this, and this is sort of inspiring my next book. Women are really coming into our power in so many ways. And not like the feminist movement where we're angry and we want to like, you know, make men bad. We're really coming into our power. And so many women are still feminine, but just are badasses, you know, have these amazing careers and are working on ourselves. And I think men are in this phase of. How do they respond to that? Right, and how do they? They don't know. There's a power struggle. Yeah, they don't really know. And I know so many amazing single women who are like, "Where? What's going on with the
0: men?" And this isn't. I'm not. No, 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 I I know. No, I understand what you're saying. You know, like now we have all of this. We are finally getting the respect that they have always had, and they don't. They kind of. I feel like a lot of men, not in a bad way, but. That's my woman. That's my girl. No, like we're equals in this. Yep. And you have to find someone who's super, super secure with themselves in order for them to respect what you have going on. And I think a lot of times I know with the men I've dated, I've had to dumb it down mm. a few times just so that he felt like the man. Which doesn't feel good. Exactly. And it's like, you know what? He should be celebrating me as much as I'm celebrating him. 100%. And I, th- I think men are still struggling with – we're equals. Sounds weird, yeah. but...
2: Yeah, we're, we're different, but we're equal. Exactly. And I think we're just... And I think this is an incredible time to be alive and be this age and be out there in the world because we're breaking a lot of old paradigms. Like, women are kind of breaking that... You know, I either have a career or a family. Right. And I'm, you know, dependent on a man. I, And To be a woman, I have to be married and have children. And I think that's great. Having children, being married, all those things are amazing. Absolutely. But it's not our it doesn't entire define identity. It completely. And, and men are starting to break that paradigm of, you know, I have to be the provider and I need to take care of the woman. And I think that's where the confusing thing is because if a man isn't taking care of us in some way, right. it's like, oh, what kind of partner do you need to be? And we're really – what I'm really – um, looking for is that partnership, that side by side partnership. Two people looking in the same direction,
0: aligned in our values, and just I think you complement each other, and there there's no power struggle, and it's not one person. You you both bring something to the relationship that makes it perfect and yes. equal. Well, not perfect, yes. but nothing's perfect. But nothing's but perfect. Yeah. Equal, like just mutual respect, yeah. and I think that that is um we're taught from when we were little small children that you meet a man you fall in love mm-hmm. you get a ring you get married you have kids you have a white picket fence and that's your life that's it and that's what and I you're thought. you're supposed to do it when you're 20 that's what i thought too yeah. and i did it and guess what i got a divorce at 36 Me too. <laughs> and i was like who the fuck am i cuz i have no idea i know i, I had know. no idea
2: did you feel cuz i know when i i got my divorce i think i was 31 or something like that but especially as a life coach and a self help author I had a lot of feelings of, like, I
0: failed. Uh, 100%. Did you have that? I yeah. did. I felt like – and not only did I feel like a failure on, on a lot of levels, I felt like other people looked at me that way. Even if they didn't, it was – my takeaway was why couldn't you make it work? Mm. And even – especially with my family, you know, yeah. you have kids. You should make it work. I'm like, well, he's fucking every single cocktail waitress from here to – Wherever. Um, when do I. How do you I, make that work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When do I say enough is enough and say I'm going to go? Yeah. And that's what it took. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I struggled for two years with depression and mm. and who am I at 36? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. I got married at 23. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wait a minute. And by the way, you get to take care of these two little babies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when what? you're trying to take care of yourself. Right. And I didn't even know who I was. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait. And that, it, it really. It was an aha moment where yeah. I could have used this book, honestly. <laughs> this is your third book, correct? Yes. And you're working on your fourth. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Well, th- no. thank you. I mean, it, I mean, it's, and it's so – and I was reading a little bit here and there. I haven't gotten to read the whole thing yet. Um, but it is so helpful mm. because all of these things, we already kind of know it. Yeah. But you just need someone to put a pin on it and say, this is what it is. Yeah. You know it. You know it's right. But – Here it is, like in black and white, and you just got to follow it because we all have an idea in my head. My friends are smart girls. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing isn't working, Mm -hmm. but they keep doing it. It's a cycle. It is, I think, for a a lot of
2: reasons. One, we are terrified of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. terrified. And so we'd much rather stay in a situation that's safe and that we know, even if it's Not really what we want, but it's comfortable. Right. Because taking that leap of faith and jumping into uncertainty is is terrifying. Scary. And that's why you know when when writing expectation hangover. An expectation hangover. It's in drinking. It's when oh god, (laughs) who sent me this? What's happening? Yeah, it's um. I'll I'll define it because I made it up, so people aren't going to know. It's it's a big disappointment. It's when things don't go according to your plan. Or things do go according to your plan, but you don't feel like you thought you would. Like right. you finally get that great career, but you're still not satisfied. Or you get into that relationship, but you still don't feel confident. Or life just throws you an unexpected curveball.
0: Like right, and that's the first or, couple pages of your book. It's yeah. like like the kids were reading it to me. Like, have you done this? I'm like, every answer was yes, yes, yeah. yes. And they're like, really? I'm like, well, yeah. I go, you know, I, mean, I am in a happy place today, but all of those things right. have have – happened to me and I've allowed some of them to happen. I've happened to some, I've, I've created some of the problems and I'm in a place where I can look back and say, yes, all those things happened, but I know how to manage them. I won't say that I'm, I'm great at all of it, but still human. Yes. I I have, I've come to a place where I can manage the things Mm -hmm. that are disappointments that don't go my way. Yeah. I'm not sitting there Go, can I catch a break? Come on. You know, I did that for a long time and that got me nowhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I, um, in 2006, I went, I was trained as a life coach before then. And then in 2006, I went to a place called the University of Santa Monica and I got a master's degree in spiritual psychology, oh. which was a game changer for me because it changed the way I looked at life. I didn't realize it, but I really looked at life through the eyes of mostly kind of a victim. Mm-hmm. Like I either control my life or I'm a victim of my circumstances because I've messed up in some way. And I would be in that, you know, it was very much in my mind. And I'd be in that, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And when I went in, to school there and really studied spiritual psychology, which has nothing to do with religion, but it's more about the answers are inside and looking at like the whole person rather than diagnoses and labels and right. everything. But the biggest thing we learn there is we're always a student of life. And when anything happens, like an expectation hangover, if we ask, what am I learning? And why is this happening for me? That's a game changer because it moves us out of victim. And it's not about, like, just pretending there's a silver lining and everything's fine, but really looking at what am I learning from this? Like, what am I healing? What is the opportunity I'm having? Like, just like you said, after your divorce, you had this amazing opportunity, even though it was hard, to
0: figure out who you are. And look at all the incredible stuff you've created since then. No, I mean, it it was probably honestly, the best thing that ever happened to me. And mm. I, I say that now because I was I was lost. I didn't know who I was. I was the yeah. woman behind the man. I was, you know, a we and an us and not a me, not an I. And when I came out, I'm like, okay, Brandy, it's like sink or swim. Yeah. What are you going to do with your life? And all these opportunities were coming. And I was just like, oh, poor me, poor me. And finally, I'm like, I'm going to go out fighting. And this is mm. what it's going to be. And... It was, it, it did take a couple years of saying, of course. I can't believe that he did this. I lost yeah. this. And then yeah, we have to I, go through the grief. Yeah. Um, but eventually I realized that wasn't really getting me anywhere. And <laughs> it's not going to pay the bills of sit in wine. Yeah. So I created a wine.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> and was they, perfect. I, I made some money from it.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was like just, I made something out of nothing, out of a, mm. out of a bad situation. But, Looking back now, I would not change a thing mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be where I am having this podcast, having my two books be bestsellers, like having everything that I have without it, without that, without yeah. that happeni- happening, happening yeah. Well, I was in it, I was part of it, obviously. Absolutely. It didn't happen to me. It happened with me. Well, yep. So yep. I know that this, that's, I think when you say spiritual, you know, psychology, yeah. that's I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand is it's not happening to you. Exactly. It's – you're a part of this situation.
2: And on some level, we create it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's – I mean, I I have a coach. I've had a coach since I was 21, different ones. And since I am a coach, I'm always going to have a coach. And that's one of the things – she always works with me at is really looking at what am I creating, like what, where are the things in my life that aren't what I want, <laughs> how much right. you know, and and what do I need to let go of, what patterns do I need to shift to create something different? Not that, not that life is always perfect, of no, course, of course not. we're here to learn, but it's taking that responsibility and this is this is I think the, the delicate balance taking that responsibility without being really hard on ourselves, right? Like knowing that we're not perfect all the time. Things aren't always going to go according to our plan. We're not the universe. We're not God. And can we allow ourselves to, quote, unquote, fail or mess up or not be perfect and keep moving forward without that inner critic? Because I, I don't know if you can relate to this, Brandy, but I, I had a fierce inner critic. And the thing about that inner critic is it made me very successful externally. You no, know, right. I was an agent when I was super young and 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 I was afraid to let that go because I thought, how do I motivate myself without being hard on myself and I think a lot of women, especially women who are doing a lot when it comes to like self
0: love and their self talk there's like drastic room for improvement because that inner critic can be really fierce yeah I think that I, I definitely have it, and sometimes I want to um I'm like, God, you're such a loser. Get off the couch and do what you need to be doing. But I'm like, I need to be on the couch sorting through all of these papers mm-hmm. in order. But sometimes I just feel like what's what should I be doing that I'm not doing? Like why why is there a lull mm-hmm. in things that were going so well? Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends because it does ebb and flow. It does. And I do I definitely am hard on myself because there's no one to fall back on mm. like when you're in a relationship or you're married you have a partner yeah and that when you know you things aren't going well for you that's when they stand up and say hey i'm your partner in this let's we'll figure it out and so i think that there's been there's definitely been times where i'm like man up girl mm. <laughs> i am myself get up stop moping yeah. stop like being the victim yeah. and make shit happen yeah because no one's gonna do it for you yeah
2: Yeah, I think we all have those moments where we have to give ourselves that little pep talk and I just try in the best way I can to to pull myself forward versus push myself, to really like pull myself toward what do I want, what's my vision, like what's my why versus pushing myself by being so self-critical. But it's Mm -hmm. a hard – it's a habit I still – Working on and right, still breaking because, you know, we can show up and be so loving
0: and so compassionate for others. It's so. It's I, mean, <laughs> I can give the best advice in the world to all my friends, and then I can't. I just can't take my own advice. I know what to do. I just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Why do you think I'm in this profession? <laughs> like I'm like we <laughs> teach what we need you. to learn <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you what you should do, and I like they really should, and then I do the exact opposite, knowing full well that that's not what I should be doing. Mm. Mm. But yeah, it's it's much easier to give advice because you know we have the wisdom and we've been through all these things but to take it yourself is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah, wow. this sound this may sound kind of crazy but sometimes since I am a
2: coach, I'll set up two chairs in my own house and like Coach Christine will be in one. And, like, Christine <laughs> just having the problem. And, and I honestly talk to myself back and forth because I'm like, I'm giving this advice to other people. Because you obviously have the answers. Yeah. We like, all have the answers inside. Right. And, you know, we run to all these other people to tell us what we should do with our lives. And that's helpful, you know, to, to work on ourselves and everything. But if you're going from psychic to astrologer to numerologist to oral reading clear to whoever I'm you're going to enough. looking for <laughs> answers,
0: <laughs> it's like those answers are inside. Yeah. You know? Uh, what made you decide – to, you were an agent. What made yeah. you decide to be a life coach? It, it was a
2: gradual process. So I met my first life coach when I was like 21 or 22. Her name is Mona, and I I saw my first shrink when I was 11. Because oh, wow. yeah I was diagnosed with depression when I was 11. I was okay. put on antidepressants, and I was on them until I was 30. So I had almost a 20 year journey. I'm still on one. Yeah, and 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 I you know I think that they work for a lot of people. For me, by the time I reached that point, I was like I really want. I felt kind of numb after 20 years, right. and I really wanted. To see what my life would be like without it, but I had a lot of support, and it was like that's a whole other podcast.
0: Yeah, no, no. Trust <laughs> me. Like, uh, listen, I've been on and off. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've wanted to be off of them, but it's hard. And then something happens, and you're like, I'm a better person on this. Yeah. So, and it is. It, it just depends on where you, you are, are, who you are, exactly. your brain chemistry,
2: everything. Yeah. Well, um, so for me, here I am, like. Starting to see this life coach, you was were very, very different 30. Yes, I was. Um, so I was like a 25. I got promoted to be an agent, major. It was we were managers, but we were kind of agents too. And I was representing comedians and living this Hollywood oh, nice. life. My boyfriend was head of a movie studio, so I had this like everything, celebrity on the, the outside. It outside, looked amazing, it looked amazing, and I would just be sitting. You know, I remember one New Year's Eve, I was, it was literally sitting next to George Clooney. He threw a small party at his house up in up in Carmel or somewhere, and I was like – I'm still not happy and I'm sitting next, <laughs> next to George, to George Clooney, Clooney in a like fancy gown. Right? I have a problem. Yes. Like I have a serious problem. And so I ended up resigning thinking that that was the problem. That if I just changed my job because it being was, an agent was hard. I didn't really like sales. It was hard. Yeah. I was really hard on myself. I was just really depleted. And again, I was working with a life coach and learning that part of the reason I pursued this career in Hollywood is because growing up I was desperately insecure. Teased, bullied, didn't feel like I belonged. Right. And I think I was trying to prove something by making it in Hollywood right know, I was trying to prove You're cool now. that I was cool right. exactly that I was yourself. part of the cool kids myself right. um, but you know wherever you go there you are so my insecurities were still there Absolutely. no matter how much money I had or what status I had but I'm glad I had that at a young age because it de-romanticized it if that's a word the whole Hollywood kind no, of I get thing I know yeah. Yeah, you get it um, so to make a long story short basically what happened is I resigned I went into kind of a deeper depression because my whole identity was what I did. And that's when you went – you were off
0: of the meds at that point? Not
2: yet. Not yet. Um, I was still on them. I I was engaged to somebody else, not my future husband. And he dumped me six months before our wedding. And then I was estranged from my family for a short time because I made a decision that didn't go over so well. And then uh, I was in debt. And then I was also diagnosed with an undiagnosable autoimmune disorder. So I had like – no job, family, lost love of my life, debt, health, and I just hit the lowest, lowest point. And I know people listening, you included, have been through as bad or worse. But at 26 years old, yeah, I was like, "It's It's all our experience. It's exactly yeah. yeah." So that was my kind of turning point. Of hmm, the common denominator in all these experiences is me. You. So I just dove into working with my coach going to every workshop I could, reading books, like really trying to understand myself. Right. And that inspired my first book, 20-something, 20-everything, when I just was writing about like – because there was another book out there called Quarter Life Crisis, which I thought I was having. And it's a great book. But I found it was more about how to get those external things. Right. And that wasn't the answer it's, for it's me. It's not about
0: material. Yeah. It's,
2: yeah. Yeah. So I started looking inside and I wrote that book and went to my coach and I said, I really like this coaching thing I think I want to do it and that's just kind yeah, of how it so all just started like, that's
0: great I mean so it, it was organic yep. it's not like oh I know everything and I'm gonna go and <laughs> be Tony Robbins oh gosh <laughs> definitely would never say I know everything no no <laughs> there's people out there I've met some of them that are quote-unquote life coaches yeah that I'm like are you sure I know. are you sure you're a life coach because I know that that's a bad idea right there <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm, one of my girlfriends has one. And um, let's just say, I wish it was you. I <laughs> <laughs> will give her my like, number. i <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. But, you know, you have to let everyone find their own path. Everyone and finds their, their, own their own path. Journey. Journey.
2: And, and you know, yeah, I've been really lucky. I've had amazing teachers and coaches and programs that have kind of helped me, like, find my way. And And now, like, the cool thing about that is when you stop living externally referenced, the universe just starts to like bring you amazing things. Like I'm so curious to hear about your experience on a reality show because I just finished shooting oh. <laughs> my very first one that was like one oh, of those that's things. The thing. You have to tell us about it. Yeah, it was uh, – it's called The Spouse House. It's on okay. TLC now. And it came very unexpectedly. I wasn't like looking to be right. a host no, it, or like, a relationship coach. It falls coach. into your lap and you're like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 I literally was like, What? Yeah,
0: that's exactly
2: And they told me the concept and I was like, What? Strangers come into a house and get married after meeting? What? And you know but it felt like I love the production company. It felt really good. It Why felt not? really authentic. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, this is out of my comfort zone, but I'm gonna go for it. There's a reason for this. Right. And maybe I can help people there. And it was it was an amazing experience, Brandy. Like it. So basically the concept is seven men, seven women. They're all from the Chicago area. They all really want to be married. They're clear they want to be married. Men they, the men too? The men too. Okay. So, I, honestly That's some shocking. of the men were like more ready and willing. I think for men it's so much about timing.
0: It is. I think I think that I think it is for women as well. There's like a I don't know, for people that are desperate to be married, that in and of itself scares the shit out of yes. me because getting married doesn't really solve Oh, it can make it worse.
2: <laughs> it just complicates things. It's like when
0: people say we're either going to get a divorce or have another kid. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? You know,
2: people gave me that advice
0: when I was thinking of getting divorced. They're like, just have a baby. I'm like, that would make that terrible. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, uh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. So yeah. tell us. I'm sorry. I, I okay. just had, no. I'm like, it's totally marriage fine. thing. It scares me when people are so they know they want it, right. but they don't know what it is. Right. Right. So tell me. Well, what was so great is is in the casting
2: process and the people that applied, they really were interviewed a lot. Okay, and like good. heavily vetted in terms of their intention. And they knew they were coming on the house to meet a spouse and, and get married. So like – they had Like they have to get married? They don't have to. Okay. That's the opportunity. And that's the intention is – and then me and my co-host, Dr. Isaiah Pickens, he's a clinical psychologist. Like our job is to coach them. Like we have right. sessions with them every week because – The closer you get to what you want, the more all your stuff comes up, right? Right. And the more you sabotage and the more drama. You try to run. Yeah, you try to run. So we were there to really help them get clear on their intentions, clear out any kind of old stories. Like a lot of people had stories about they've been cheated on. You know, they can't trust people, (laughs) right? right? And so that comes up when you start to get closer to someone. And, you know, the the accelerated process of dating where – they live in the house with all these people, and we didn't we didn't match make them. Like we okay, left so, it up okay. to their equal number of men, women, and we told them it's your job to figure out who to figure who it out like to house. get to those conversations. Like stop having surface level conversations. Like get to what your intentions are. Like there was there's one woman, Naya, who has an eight year old son, so she was like super clear with the men. No, like like I have a kid. Exactly.
0: That's important because That's huge. when you're dating and as a single mom, I. I didn't put it out there right away. Mm. Why not? I don't I don't know. Mm. I really – there was an insecurity of – I felt like people thought I was looking for a daddy. Mm. And I wasn't. But I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I just um, – and then finally, like, uh, I was like, listen, well, once I was on TV, everyone knew I had kids. Yeah. So that kind of freed me, to be honest. It kind of was like – Guess what? She's got two kids, yeah. you know? And so I couldn't hide from it anymore. Which is liberating. Yeah, like no, you said. it was great. It's, but if, it, I don't even know why I felt
2: like I couldn't share that. Yeah. Well, I think, let's face it, dating is vulnerable. Yes, especially in this city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially when people know who you are and, you know, you've – I know when I was dating, I I was scared and nervous to tell people I was divorced. Right. Because it's like, what? Like, Right, like, oh, you failed at this once. Yep and it's like yes, damaged goods I, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. and okay wait,
0: go ahead. Mm-hmm. so continue yeah
2: so and and that came up with people on the show too but what made the process so accelerated is that vulnerability and that authenticity was required right from the beginning and like 2 days of dating someone in the spouse house was honestly the equivalent of like 6 months But it, it really is i mean I, i've, I've
0: done that like i did famously single as show yeah. and you're put in a house with other single people and you're with them 24/7 yep. it's like it's like super warp speed romance because you don't, it's, you know, you text, you see somebody once a week for a few months. This is like 24 seven. You see them when they look really good, when they look really bad, when they're having a good day. And there was therapy in that house as well. And, you know, I call it a showmance. I mean, because there was somebody that I connected with, but it ended up just being there for a reason Mm. to show me that I Mm -hmm. could get back to being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, it wasn't necessarily the love, love one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was helpful. Yeah. And it really, it, when you're with someone 24-7, and I just got out of another show with my fucking father. Really? 24-7. Mm-hmm. You did a show with your dad. Just recently. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, therapy 24-7. A lot. People don't realize it, it is, it, it really is two weeks can be like a year. It can be like a
2: year. Yeah. That's super courageous to do that kind oh. of vulnerability and intimacy. I'm really impressed and acknowledge you for that. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you know, because I was, I was, I got to be the relationship expert and host right. on the show, right? Um, and I was consistently, so I didn't have to, Yeah, you, know, you put, put yourself out yeah. there. Yeah, well, and I would share my personal stuff just to connect right, with the so, people yeah. so I wasn't like just this, like, you know, right, expert person. It. But their courage and their, like, how seriously they took it and, and you know, I, I since it was my first one, I didn't know what reality shows were like. And it, it, the production, everybody, all anyone cared about was helping people find love. There was no produced drama. There was no yeah. scripting. It was all really quite amazing to watch. And I can't reveal, of course, right. the ending, but there were marriages. Oh,
0: know nice. And
2: they – I get goosebumps when I, I talk know, about it. That's
0: great. Because they were
2: really – the, the people they
0: were they were really committed and they but were really in love. I think that TLC does a great job with showing mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. not dramatized mm-hmm. th- I, I just I think when I watch that channel it's so real. Yeah. It's not you know this hyper crazy stuff that right. we all like to watch on other channels. <laughs> um, but I, I do I, I love TLC for that yeah. because it does seem like it's all legit. Yep, there's there's no creating drama no. for the sake of having drama.
2: No. And it was cool. It's like, wow, you can produce really entertaining TV that actually may teach people things. Like I I hope people watching see themselves and maybe learn some things about the way I'm they sure show they up will. in a relationship and being authentic and and it called me out in my own dating life.
0: Oh, because wow. I was like,
2: I'm telling these people to be super authentic and honest in the beginning am I doing this? And so there were a couple of guys I was dating during the show where they were doing some things that felt out of alignment and I wasn't being honest. I wasn't being authentic about where I was and how I was feeling. And one thing I learned from the men on the show is how much men need women to say, hey, I like you. Like, I'm into this. And engage. And not just think that the men are supposed to do 100% of the pursuing. Like, we got to let that go. And
0: they have... Fragile egos too, absolutely more so more than so- women. I honestly, I believe I, I men are right. more insecure than most women I know,
2: and, and they're not allowed to be as no. vulnerable,
0: right? And so they have this tough, like on this, you know, exterior, this ego, and no, don't mention that bald spot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or don't tell him change your <laughs> shirt. Right. Yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, but there are men out there that can show their vulnerability and still be a man, and oh. I have one, and I'm very oh. lucky. And you met him on Tinder. I did, but you know what? You know what? Honestly, like, the reason I was attracted to him is because in his photo, he had his kids, two kids. They looked, like, around the same age as mine, which they oh. are exactly the same wow. age as mine. But it just—he was cute, and he was like, hey, this is me. Yeah. These are my kids, and yeah. this is how there's, I'm— This This no is for three. Mm-hmm. And I was just really attracted to that specifically because— when I was going through, you know, my divorce, I couldn't, I, I was, like I said, I was having a hard time saying it. Mm -hmm. And so it just showed me like, this guy has some balls. I'm like, he does not care. And like, this is it. This is it. And so, and then randomly it's just been almost a year now and Uh, it's going really well. I love that. And it's, it says a lot about the work that you've done because
2: I think we, the healthier we become in our relationship expectations, the, the,
0: we're attracted to healthier things, right you know? we're, no, no we're no bad guys, no, we're bad guys. I thing- always was like the bad boy in the room that's yes. the one you're not supposed to pick the, I picked him every time, yes, the hotter the chemistry is, yes. the more you should run in the <laughs> other direction, yes. like seriously, ladies, if you
2: take one thing away from me. The hotter that instant chemistry is, that's like issues dovetailing. Right. Like yeah. just Run, go to therapy. Go, go to coach. Leave
0: leave. And especially if they're Latin. I'm kidding, just saying that because that seems to be my my downfall. Oh my um gosh. No, it's true. And mm-hmm. and I what really attracted me to my I hate the word boyfriend, it sounds so childish. Um, my man mate, is that he <laughs> really wanted to talk and go deep and like Aww. really really wanted honest conversation and a lot of guys can't handle that
2: yeah and i was
0: very upfront then then i was like by the way here are my two books you're about to know everything about me and and that was the kind of set me free too because it got him caught up on who i really am and it took me about six months and three panic attacks to actually let it in yeah yeah i was nope i was still like i was still had like we don't need to be together every day. We don't need yeah. to talk every day. Like, I, I was still very like, hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I just, my walls were up for so long, mm. and I was both the mother and the father on my time, mm. that I, like, I just, I wasn't yeah. accepting what he was giving me, and then finally, I, he's. Broke them down one by one, yeah. and now I'm like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I, that's awesome because oh. I think
2: as women, we're not meant to have walls up, or as people, no, exactly. we're not meant to have walls but, up. And but things that happen, yeah, we but, we think we need to protect ourselves, right? exactly. and and that's how we survive. And then there comes a time where we're like, wait, I'm deserving of love. I'm I'm worthy of love. And and we saw that with you know with many of the people on the spouse house, that's they so came in open, but then the walls went up, and then as they started to take them down. It was so liberating, and and honestly, the the people that, even the people that didn't find love there, learned a lot about themselves. Yeah. And the people that did were the ones that let their walls down and was like, "This is me," because no
0: one's perfect. No, you know? and if you want to accept me for my imperfections, then that's what that's what love is. Yeah, it really is. It's not for you know because you're hot, and you look great from the outside. It's what's on the inside. I always say, if the inside doesn't match, like if the outside doesn't match the inside, then I don't want it. Exactly. You know, I really there, and there's so many things that are just stupid, like material things, and oh, I want a guy that has this, this, and this, and I want him to be this certain age. Yeah. Listen, you can have your paper list. Not there's not one guy that's gonna check every (laughs) box on your list. You're gonna be single forever if you continue to look for this. I'm talking to you, Jenny. Just so you know, you're talking to a lot of people right now. A lot of my girlfriends, but one specifically that's like the first time she meets a guy, my clock is ticking. I'm like, okay, well, he's Mm -hmm. running as far away Mm -hmm. and as fast as he can. Yeah. You have to like ease into it. I'm like, yes, be honest. Yeah. But there's a way of going about it.
2: Yeah. There, there is. And I'll share this because maybe it'll be useful to some people listening. So. After I got divorced, I made that list of everything I wanted in a man. Same kind of list I made when I attracted my husband, and he pretty much checked off every box. And I made this list, and I looked at it, and I had this insight of, oh, my gosh, these are all the things I need to become, except tall. But <laughs> but these are all the things I need to become. And so I made it my intention to look at everything on that list and like do that, become right. that, like financially successful loves i wrote like loves his career on purpose funny i was like okay i'm gonna learn about my finance i'm gonna build my business i'm gonna take yeah. improv and i i started becoming those things because that's how we attract things we become the things that we're looking for and then because oh my gosh if we expect somebody to, to be, be all these things perfect that's massive expectation
0: on right. them and nobody can handle that no. and then then you have to look at yourself and say what well, I mean, what boxes am I checking off on his list? Yep. If, you know, I want this person to be everything and I'm still over here self-loathing, it's like that, it doesn't balance. It doesn't you know, balance. It's, it's not going to be a partnership. Yeah. It all comes back to our relationship with
2: ourself. You know, I... I coach people on my podcast, like live on the air. This a podcast, I want to, I
0: want to call, I wanna call <laughs> you. You can come. You have no. Me. I'm a, I'm going on a flight um, Sunday, and I'm going to read this okay. because I was when I was slipping through it. There are so many things in here that do speak to me, and a lot of times I feel like I have all the answers, mm. but I do. Yeah, well, my producer's going yes, <laughs> but like I said, I don't follow them, yeah. and sometimes you just need somebody else to say yes. This is what you need to do, okay. and go and do it. Yeah. And I. Like I joke um, about like who needs a self help book when you have Chardonnay. Like, it's like but but drink Chardonnay while you're reading, right? It. And but that's what I was like expectation, <laughs> expectation hangover. Wait, what? But no, I really, I really am excited, and I really. Love books that aren't super, super, super long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is, like, the
2: perfect – this is perfect. Well, this, be warned. There's a lot of exercises in there, a lot of written exercises. And there's guided meditations you can download, too. Okay. Well, but I, much,
0: meditation's hard for me because yeah. I'm hyper.
2: What's, it's um me ta- – you don't have to sit there. It's me okay. guiding you through. Okay. You know? So Okay, try. so you – oh, you download. I yeah, also yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. how to
0: download yeah. anything because, yeah. as he knows, I suck on the computer. Well, we'll help you. We'll, we'll help you. Yeah. I'm not no, that I would creator, I would but. really, like – I, I believe that I have the tools – to be the best version of myself. And I don't necessarily think that I'm using them properly mm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of in a little rut. So I'm excited to read this, especially when I'm going into another situation mm. that we will talk about at another time. Okay. Um, I'm gonna probably really need all of this. <laughs> but it's been so nice having you here and congratulations oh on your success and your books you. and your podcast here. What's it called? It's called Over It and On With It. Over and On With It. Mm-hmm. I like that.
2: Yeah, and people call call in. I, I don't know them beforehand. It's like a twenty minute coaching session. And I did it because, you know, I teach a lot of retreats and I've done a lot of group stuff. And people learn so much listening to someone else yeah. be coached. Um, and it was, you know, I, I listened to Dr. Laura growing up. Yeah,
0: no, that's And I good. always kind of,
2: like, dreamed of, you know, having some kind of call-in show. So I love it. And the people that come on, oh, my gosh, they're so, like, vulnerable and courageous. And, and
0: I learned so much. Yeah, you know, I think- no, it, I mean, it does – I listen to Howard Stern, so I learned a lot of bad things. But uh, at the end of the day, I it just I love talk radio and like Sex with Emily. That's a really that's good, a great one. I, I love just her. Was on her. I love, I love her. We're gonna have drinks. I was just on her. That sounds just really cool. on her show. <laughs> That'd be appropriate for the show. But um, and she sends me sex toys. So that's a good okay. Thing. I need to get yeah. her. You have to go into her <laughs> sex toy closet because she will give you a bag of everything, and it's all wow. amazing. You would not even need a man after wow. this. Wow, that could but, be bad for my dating life. No, it, actually, it's fun. Okay, great. Yeah, you you could, Great. you could integrate. Yes, so, absolutely. Absolutely. But, so don't tell us where we can find you on social media.
2: Christine Hassler. I'm most active on Instagram, Facebook. Right. Those are my favorites. And then Christine Hassler is my website. If you go there, I have a free gift that – You, I take you through an over it and on with it assessment. So you get to start to work on blocks and I blog a lot. Have a lot of free tools and I just, you know, I'm so I've been so lucky
0: to be on this path and have have learned so much. I just love you're going to share with other people. It's 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 a nice thing to do. Also, I mean, a lot of people get to a place where they're in a good place and they're like, all right, me 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 me, I'm Mm, good. (laughs) Yeah. And so to have someone that's wanting to help and share, I think that's really. Certain people are put here for certain reasons, and obviously yeah. you're here yeah. to help us. Well, and I love how honest you are because I think
2: a lot of people could look at you and say, oh, my gosh, what problems could she possibly have?
0: And,
2: <laughs> and, and the fact that, like, so many of us have the tools, like we have the awareness, but integrating them right. and putting them into action its, is it's, it's, it's hard. It's just hard. You need
0: a kick in the ass. You mm-hmm. really do. Um, I know I do because, like I, I said, to. I have the tools. I just sometimes – Just leave them in the box. Yeah, Yeah. At least they're there. I know they're there. there. That's the one thing I I will say. I know they're there. I just, you know, I need a little kick in the ass. So I'm going to read this on the flight, and I can't wait. And it was so nice to meet you. It's so nice to be here. And good luck with your podcast. It's fun. um, It takes a little while to get used to Will because Will's an ass. No. He looks very. No, nice. I'm kidding. He's actually very sweet. He's going through a divorce. He could probably use your oh, book I too. Oh, should have brought extra.
2: Right, we're all in the divorce club. <laughs> right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, watch Spouse House, everybody. Oh, yeah, Spouse House. I want to watch it. Yeah, catch up. On, third episode just aired. Um, well, I don't know when this will go up, but the third episode just aired last night. But you can they replay it. TLC. What time yeah. is it on? It's on 10 p.m. Pacific and Eastern, and then 9 p.m. Central. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for is being that right? here. Oh Sunday nights! Oh Sunday nights! Okay. Yeah, Sunday nights. But I'm sure you can get it on demand and stuff, right? Until That's how you I watch go, everything yeah. on demand because I don't know when anything airs. <laughs> I'm like, wait, when? It doesn't matter. I can watch it anytime I want. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Brandy. And good luck. Thank you, Brandy
1: Glanville. Unfiltered will return in a minute.
0: Ooh, here are my favorite people: the Writer Dies, the True Car Peeps. There's something about my True Car People <laughs> that you don't know. Using Truecar can also help you buy a used car. Yes, new or used. In fact, there are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from Truecar certified dealers nationwide. So whether you're looking to buy a new car or a used car, and there's nothing wrong with getting a used car, I've – I've, 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 you, my – will. I interrupted
1: you mid ad. Yeah, you
0: got excited.
1: I have a used car. I bought a used car. From Truecar? No.
0: Well, that's your own fault.
1: But I purchased a used car.
0: Well, that's then you should have went through true car. So now you don't now you probably got I a got really swindled. bad price. Yeah. I overpaid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have to go through my dealership. This it's a network of really crazy I people knew. that help you. The guy
1: was shisty. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, now you don't have to deal with shisty people. You just have to go through true car. So whether you're looking to buy a new or used car like Will, you can get upfront pricing information that empowers discounts off the list price for used cars, and a better buying experience through our True Car Certified Dealer Network that Will did not use. There are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from True Car Certified Dealers nationwide. As I said, you will see what other people paid for the car that you want so that you know what a fair price is and feel confident that you're not getting swindled like Will did.
1: (laughs) I'm never going to live this down now.
0: (laughs) It's true. You really, it's a true car. It's true, true car. It's true, Works yes. And you need to go through that my, my, like my that little network of my people. Right. Yeah. So with True Car, you can connect with local certified dealers of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy car buying experience. Using True Car, you can easily find the new or used car that you want. So when you're ready to buy a car, new or used, just visit – it's this easy, Will – visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states, but they're available here okay. in California.
1: Next time I buy a used car. Okay. We're doing True Car. Me too. Hey, have you heard? Podcast One has a whole bunch of awesome new shows filled with big names that are waiting for you on our brand new amazing app. This one's a game changer. There's Norman Lear talking to Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Charles Barkley. Geffen Playhouse Unscripted with Brian Cranston, Josh Gad, and soon, Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. OC Real Housewife, Heather Dubrow's World. Lady Gang's Three Mimosa Podcast with Leah Michelle, Nelly Furtado, L. King, and more. Plus, every episode of The Adam Carolla Show, Dan Patrick, and Rich Eisen. And if you like what happens in the ring, we've got Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Chael and then a whole bunch more so download our one-of-a-kind new app and see for yourself go to the app store google play or download it now at podcast1.com
0: all right now well after having christine here do you still feel like you want to be a life coach
1: i think i could do it <laughs> i really do i love giving advice i like talking to people i'm already my friends like unofficial therapist anyway
0: me too but why yeah. are our lives so fucked up
1: it, my life is not fucked up i'm I just mean... going through changes but i don't view my i this is what i say my my divorce. This is not a failed relationship, a no. failed marriage. It's the conclusion, successful conclusion of this relationship. I agree with you. And now I'm on to the next chapter. So I don't put that like dark no, terminology. When like, oh, on you had it, a, a like, failed oh, marriage. I'm yeah. like, I don't think
0: it no, failed. Like, we over. had two beautiful children, and it lasted, yeah. you know, over a decade. So I think it's a. Po- I have a positive takeaway. Right. It might not have been the easiest thing to get out of. Yeah. But like it, it definitely was good. Anything that lasts. For a, a good – how long were you married?
1: Uh, married for seven, but we were together for 12 years.
0: Yeah. Anything that well, lasts like five to ten years, is it's a, it's a positive. That's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then maybe you can be a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Will. All right. Look forward to well being a life coach.
1: Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com.